0: Welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel, I am so glad that you and I have voices all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, no, so It's been a rough one. So the audio and uh, visual listeners for YouTube and stuff like that, they won't notice it. We we took a break. I haven't been able to edit the last podcast I recorded about Gamma. So this is just going to be immediately boom, boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. And, you
0: know, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know we took a quick break, which is fine, you know, but... I can already tell you the episode that we filmed after the Gamma Trade Show, which was just, you know, our review of it. Yeah. You're already going to tell from my voice. You fared pretty well from that convention. Yeah. I was
1: great after the convention, but uh, we even took a couple weeks because of that. Right. Um, We just got a new puppy in the house, so we had to make a bolt hole, and the only clean area we could get to was my office. Yeah. So, finally, we fixed up the spare bedroom, so now I can get back into the office. It's just more so like if the puppy woke up in the middle of the night. Me and my wife both work in the morning, so we had somewhere to run to and sleep because we were crate training it. Yeah, exactly. No, that makes sense. (laughs) So, we couldn't do that. And then it's like, we were like, okay, it was two weeks. We're going to record this week. Well, one of the the weeks, we were really stupid windy,
0: too. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that, here in New Mexico... You know, New Mexico as general, if you're in Albuquerque, for example, you probably won't have technical Mm. issues with your internet that often. Yeah. But for some reason here in Las Cruces, if it is that windy out, which it does, we're getting 50, 60 mile per hour gusts. For some reason, the internet... Like, just wireless capabilities is just garbage. (laughs) We were talking about it,
1: too, because we were like, hey, should we record today and all this and that? And I'm like, no, you know what? Let's just take a break. We're still both very tired from Gamma. Both of us were working as well. You had just gone back to school because spring break had just finished. Yep. And then the wind was going, and both of us were like, our allergies still suck. And then I'm like, eh, my internet just, internet just went out. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that happened for a few weeks. And then you got sick all of a sudden. Yeah,
1: I still have a cough. But yeah, I, I'm feeling better now. But yeah,
0: I had, yeah you a, were hurting. I had a
1: bad sinus infection. I actually went to work uh, the Sunday, Monday, and I could feel it coming. And then. Oh, like
0: t- the uh, weekend song.
1: <laughs> and then. Tuesday, I had a call out. Like I tried to, I had a fever all Monday night, and then like it was between one hundred and one and one hundred and three, right? And so I had a call out Tuesday, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the urgent care today. Well, I wasn't feeling good, so I didn't trust myself driving by myself, and so the wife was going to take me, but she got stuck at work late, Hmm. and by that time when she got out, the urgent care just stops taking patients after like five or six because they close at seven. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'll take myself Wednesday. I think I'm going to feel better yeah, uh, Wednesday. And I did feel slightly better, but I wanted to go make sure I get COVID tested. I went to make sure right. uh, I got strep tested as well. Good. And it turned out it was just a massive ingrained sinus infection. In fact, uh, part of my right side of my face was swollen because of it. Oof. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, that's,
0: that's so intense.
1: I am on a nasal nose spray, some allergy medication, and an
0: antibiotic.
1: Welcome <laughs> to the <laughs> desert,
0: people. Welcome. No kidding. No, it... I was like the same way. What what was so strange is I don't know what came over me because it was just allergy. Yeah. And yet one night, uh, right before uh, one of our Mondays last week, um, I got massive chills in the middle of the night and I was just shivering for like two hours. I didn't have a fever though, like my body wasn't. It was just responding weirdly. And yeah, I woke up and I was so sore because of all that shaking. It was so strange, mm-hmm. but you know, Hey, we're back on our feet now. Yeah, Nothing I, could stop us from talking about board games. Unless I yeah. get another sinus infection. Unless, yeah. <laughs> which I mean, as of right now, we'll at least get another episode in. So we should be good. Yeah. So
1: I'm pretty good uh, right now. It's yeah. just, it was, a, it was last week was rough. I didn't start feeling good till uh, Saturday. I was actually released to go back to work on Friday from the doctor. Yeah. He wanted me on a couple days of antibiotics. Sure. I didn't go back to work till Monday. Mind you, we got Easter off as well, so that was kind of nice.
0: Um, I know, I drove by your area of work and uh, noticed that they were closed.
1: (sighs) Yeah, we were shut down for Easter. I didn't expect it. I was expecting to go back to work, and
0: it just gave me an
1: extra day off. So I had basically was off for six days, and probably four and a half of those, I was miserable. Friday, I actually had to go to El Paso, take my wife for a test, and while... Uh She was taking her test. I was like, oh, the Sierra Vista mall is like right over there. So I'll just go hang out at Sierra Vista for a little bit. I walked for like 10 minutes and I was dead. I was no. exhausted. Wow. Yeah. I went back and I was like, no, no. What I'm day gonna... did you go?
0: Huh? When, when did you go? It was Friday of last week. So so you and I were in El Paso <laughs> at the, on the same day, almost in the same location, mind you. Yeah, I was across the street. Where at? In the fountains. Oh, we went to the
1: fountains too. We had uh, lunch at the melting pot.
0: After oh, I, I, love I like that place. That's really good. So, <laughs> it was
1: pricey, but it was so good. I,
0: I normally host my, my normal gaming on Fridays. Yeah. And uh, a mutual friend of ours who's been on the podcast gym, he just turned 40 last week. Oh, okay. And so we thought, what better way to celebrate a 40-year-old man's birthday? I took him to an escape room. We, we went to <laughs> That's that. That's what the you get. Door. I saw the
1: picture. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. And so we went to the escape room. Uh, unfortunately there were some technical difficulties but overall it was a really good experience really good uh, neat puzzles Uh, the pieces like a lot of the components and the aesthetics of the room was really cool we did uh, one of the rooms called once upon a time it's like a fantasy themed like a it had you know like the snow white and prince charming and all that stuff (laughs) what time did you guys were there? uh, probably around noon that was noon when we were at that (laughs) yeah, <laughs> we
1: were literally That's in the same spot at the same time. That's funny. We went to the fountains at <laughs> one o'clock. That's amazing. So and
0: and we drove by. Uh, yeah, we walked by the melting pot on the way back, and I was kind of like, man, maybe we should go get lunch there. We ended up going to a steakhouse or a steak burger place. Okay, yeah, yeah. Great American, and uh got oh, Great American is pretty good too. Oh, we love it. But then we thought, okay, you know. Obviously, we played a game. It was, you know, an escape room. Yeah. You know, we need to have more mature fun. Let's go to Bobo's, <laughs> which is a family fun center. You got mini golf. You got we, uh, bumper we, boats. And we did bumper boats. We did mini golf. We did <coughs> we did uh, go-karts. They have an arcade in there, too. Oh, uh, we we were there for, like, five hours. Weren't we did they the only place tag. in El
1: Paso for a while that had DDR?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, for a while. They even had laser tag, which... I never thought I would be that kind of person, but I as soon as I walked in there, well, my daughter who was on the same team and this and two other like maybe ten year olds, right? Yeah. They just start following me. I take high ground. I'm on the very top. They got my back. I have an army of like <laughs> of elementary a, a students, a bunch kids <laughs> behind me, ready to cap anybody I can. I'm <laughs> I'm taking out kids down down below, you know. Just you know and then you know i would get and then when i'd crouch down they would all be like, "Let's get <laughs> it was so hilarious i ended up scoring the highest on my team second highest in the entire game oh that's pretty cool so i was like wow I mean, I'm shooting to- people huh yeah apparently yeah, good <laughs> at it. i don't know it was, it was really strange uh but th- let me tell you one more story so right before the podcast and i just thought this was humorous um we I've been trying to get my kids into watching more movies and stuff, and I'm trying to think yeah. what are some good comedies that I could show them, you know, that they would enjoy instead of just you know the same old Disney movies. And um, last night I finally decided to, and the reason we brought this up is because earlier we were just talking about, or uh, before we we're filming, we we're talking about different movies and yeah, we, and let, yeah. forgetting at what they forgetting uh, about certain scenes. <laughs> yeah. But I showed my uh, kids. Case
1: in point, I brought up Ace Ventura and how he right. got paid. Yes,
0: yeah. And. <laughs> And I showed my, my my whole family Dumb and Dumber, which is a classic movie, right? I mean, it's funny. Speaking of Jim Carrey. Speaking of Jim Carrey, right. And my son thought it was hilarious, but the one scene where he takes the Turbo Lax and he goes into the bathroom and it's the most audibly just awful thing. I don't know why, but my daughter just started crying. She was so upset by this. Like, she just starts crying. That's my wife when every time I make a fart joke. I... No, like, not, not, like, upset. Like, I don't know. Like, she is... It's almost like someone is threatening her. Like, she's upset at the idea of this... Of this grown man having terrible bowel problems. <laughs> well, I, and my son's laughing, like, hysterically. And she's just, like, starts pouting and, like, tears are rolling. Like, it was the strangest thing. <laughs> I've never seen that kind of reaction from, essentially, a poop joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it, it baffled me so I just wanted to share that with you because I thought that was one of the funniest things I've experienced in a really long time
1: oh man watching yeah.
0: a poop joke so violent that my 10 year old daughter cried
1: <laughs>
0: take that as well
1: well then again she does live with you so it probably brought up some PTSD see that's why
0: <laughs> I was about to say that's why she's probably used to it but good point <laughs> It's like when, when, like actual war veterans hear like the ca- or the explosions behind them. Yeah, is, the, is that her PTSD? There you go. <laughs> Our bathrooms are adjacent, so I. That.
1: So bad. Oh, All right, you want to talk about board games instead of poop jokes? Okay, <laughs> yeah, let's actually
0: talk about board games now. So I got a question Speaking to ask. Of you. Poop jokes.
1: <laughs> what have you been
0: playing? Uh, I have been playing quite a few games actually, and. There's more that i played that I want that I want to talk about. So I'm going to talk about a few. And I'll throw a couple in just like right at the end there. Yeah. So uh, there's a game called Trek 12, which I'm about to sneeze. So I may jump away in a minute. What else is new? Yeah, right. And of course, as soon as I take that pause, it's gone. <laughs> All right. So Trek 12, it is a, it's a roll right write from Bruno Cathala, which I know you like Bruno oh, Cathala. Yeah. And I know you're a fan of roll and writes. Oh, yeah. It, it's very smart. And the the idea is that you're hiking up a mountain. Well, of course, it's a Catholic trust. game. It's a Catholic game, right? And what you do with the dice is, is almost overly common, but yet I haven't seen it before. So what you're going to do, you roll two dice. Everyone writes a number on somewhere on their board. And the board is a picture of a mountain that's made up of a number of circles. Mm-hmm. And after you put down the first circle, you have to draw it adjacent. And what you're trying to do is get numbers that are the same that are adjacent or that are in a row, like you might want like a two, three, four, five, six to make okay. like a trail. Simple idea. Yeah. Now when you roll the two dice, uh, you could do one of four no one of five things. Okay. You can either take the higher of the two numbers and write that in. You can take the lower of the two numbers. You can either add them together, or you can subtract the lowest from the higher number.
1: So get the difference.
0: Yep. Or you can multiply them together.
1: So a 4 and a 3 becomes a 12.
0: Yes. However, every circle can only hold at most a 12. So if you happen to multiply them together and it makes like a 16, like so, say it's a 4 and a 4, then you just put a sad face and that's one of your penalties. <laughs> so you're minus 3 points at the end.
1: So you have to make the determination after you roll?
0: Yes. However, you have a grid of 20 spaces and each of those 5... Options you mm-hmm. can only do four of throughout the game. Oh damn! So immediately, if you have a four and a three, what you could have a seven, you could have a four, a three, a one, or a twelve. Those are your options immediately. And one of the dice has a zero through five. Not it's not just a normal d six. One of them is a d six, but one's zero through five. <coughs> so you have to determine because if you run out of like say the high number, and you roll a four and a three, you're like I really want that four. Darn, you know you can't do that. There's twenty option. There's you can. There's twenty options that you can mark down. There's nineteen spots on the board. Oh jeez. So you will have to use most of it. And then once you get good at it, there's its own solo mode that has this whole a uh, couple of cards that's special to that. But there are also three different maps, like some with like rough terrain mm-hmm. that can only handle one through six. There are some other uh, other difficult, or different things that have to do with it. And then there's a number of sealed envelopes that you're not supposed to open until certain things happen because you could play this as a campaign. That's super cool. So I've only played the first map, and I enjoyed it, and I showed a group of my friends. They did not enjoy it that much. I played, like as a solo. They thought it was okay, but, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was really fun. I can't wait to show you that.
1: Well, I, I want to check it out. You know, I like Cthulhu. I like Roland Wright. Yeah. I, I love the
0: the simplicity of what he does right. but how many
1: choices like that that's the reason why i like abyss you have basically three choices but right. you keep pushing your luck oh wait that card keeps getting stolen from me but look at all the pearls i'm getting now so yeah it, exactly it, it, it i love the way he does things so yeah now that one looks interesting good deal uh the first one i want to talk about is a game that you were in as well and this was meadow yeah uh, Meadow. that was a pleasing game i really enjoyed it i'm like the artwork is great it was pleasant yeah, yeah. it was a very pleasant game and yeah. i i mentioned this to you this is like uh for me meadow is what wingspan did to the gaming uh thing is that it gives you much broader choices to make on the design of a game you wouldn't uh-huh. basically see stuff like Meadow, i don't think anyways maybe yeah but because of wingspan bringing out that overarching hey look you don't have to be orcs or uh, right. fantasy and stuff like that. You can bring stuff that is pleasant in the board gaming industry and people will like it. And Meadow is one of those things that, that really sh- uh, shocked me how simple it is, yeah. but so many good choices that you have to make. Cause in essence, you can either play your thing here where you could take a card across one way as many places. You, so if you play, I put my three here, I could take a card three that way, but then yeah. or sorry that way. And then, Or if I place it here, I take the third card over here. Or if I place it at the bottom, I take the third card towards the top. And so you have those choices. So you take that card, and you can play a card, but that card may need requirements that you have in your tableau. So if I have already a worm out there, well, I can play this bird on top of that worm, because a bird eats a worm. And you're basically just putting all these tableaus uh, out there, trying to get your points. Then you have another little chart that you could be playing over here, where you're playing the other side of it, which has little uh, different smart choices, because you're also trying to say, hey, look, I got a bird and a stone, and I can put my token up there, and you're trying to get as many of your tokens up at uh, around the campfire. I guess you could say what it was this no. way, because the more points you get up there, is what your point is going to be. So if I get my three up there, I'm getting three points, but if I can get my four up there, I'm getting the maximum points I can get up there. Right. So it's it's very smart about what it's doing, and I mean, I, the first couple turns, you and me were like, huh. Yeah, What's going it, was, on? it was confusing at it's first. It's confusing at first, but once we started picking up, it's like, oh, I get this. Oh, that's more. Dang it, Daniel, why are you taking that spot from me? Right. <laughs> that kind of stuff. There like goes so, the hate
0: drafting yeah. as usual.
1: Yeah. And so it, it was a very smart game and a very pretty game. I love the art on this. I right. love the animals in it because you don't really see a lot of that sort of stuff. Uh, it's yeah. got like a stout in it, it had some really uh, gorgeous birds that you see in some other games. Right. Um, but. It also had rodents, amphibians, snakes, with a beautiful art style. So, yeah, meadow. Actually, one of my pleasant surprises that I've played so far this year. All right, and so that game was meadow. And before we forget to mention, uh, we will not be doing another drawing for the board game. Uh, Lexi B. did get in contact with us and did take the game, so.
0: That's right, that's right. We forgot to say that, Um, did accept it. And what I understand, she, she hasn't gotten a chance to play it yet, but. Uh, I will be letting you know when she does. All right. Sounds good. All right. So m- moving on to your next game. Moving on to my next game. So that was definitely one that I, I was pleasantly surprised by. And I ended up playing that quite a way or almost a month ago. But the next one I wanted to talk about is one that I, I was definitely surprised by. I bought it as soon as we had it available at our shop, which, uh, if you've listened to the previous podcasts. You'll know that we, you know, we, we provide a lot of suggestions to our <laughs> to the store owner. Yeah. And he definitely reciprocated because he came out. We've gotten so much great stuff in stock. And this was Hedgehog Roll. It's a children's <laughs> game where you are racing to get to the house by rolling a tennis ball hedgehog over Velcro pieces. You either have Daisy. Man, you've been talking about da- this for years. I've been looking forward to it. It looked fun. And the game Right <laughs> version includes a cooperative mode, which you're racing a fox to the house, <laughs> which is the same fox from Outfoxed. Oh, that's awesome. Another line. It was yeah. great. But no, honestly, I mean, if you've played Katamari, if you know video games, Katamari Damacy, that's, you know, that's the idea. You're doing that. As you can either play co-op or versus, whichever one, mm-hmm. roll a tennis ball across it, any pieces that get picked up or flip over, those are yours to use. Use however you want. Whenever a certain number become face up, Turn it face down again. Rinse and repeat until the game's over. It is awesome. It's really fun. My only gripe is I eventually want to get a blue tennis ball for it. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. But that is Hedgehog Roll from Game Right.
1: right. moving on to my next game. And this was another one that you were in. And this one, we both were super not really wanting to play, but we got it for free at Gamma. Mm-hmm. and this is meeples and monsters yes. both of us were like yeah we'll try it out the art yeah. style's kind of eh, yeah, it just healthy, looks all right generic right <clears throat> and then we played it and then we're just all of a sudden we're just like huh played a little bit more huh and then i made a great combo huh (laughs) it just and it kept going and
0: it kept going
1: and by the end of the game and mind you this was not a short game we played it about an hour and a half uh, two hours
0: felt like an hour and a half it took us three yeah it took us a really long time like an hour past our kick out time yeah that is and we started it two hours before. Yeah, that's right. So it, but that's what's so good about it is that it doesn't feel as long as it was. Yeah, no, it felt
1: great. It's a great bag builder. I really would call this an Orleans killer for me. I wasn't enamored with Orleans and some of our friends, but playing this one, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to touch a mutual
0: friend who, who played it, he later confirmed to me that he was on, before he played that, mm-hmm. he was considering buying Orleans. And now he's like, Nah, I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, I have it. I yeah, have meeples and monsters.
1: This this was uh, it was such a good game. And he he, if it's the one we're thinking about that we played with, uh, he has the Kickstarter version too. Yes. And so it yeah, it is. It was phenomenal. I was shocked. We were both looking at it like, Hey, if we don't like it, we can trade it in for something else right. later yeah, down the road. Our mindset. Yeah, and then we were white. And so when I said like oh, metal you know. was a big surprise for me this year. Uh, Meatballs and Monsters, if we did like our biggest surprises of 2022, this would probably be the top of the list. So far. Yeah, because I was not thinking I was going to like it that much. I think it was going to be okay with
0: it. This wouldn't be my biggest surprise of the year so far, but yeah, it's number two. I'm yeah. close number two.
1: No, it's number one for me right now, because uh, the other games that I'm going to talk about today, I knew I was going to like, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this one, certainly. it just, it shocked me, because I'm like, I, I was very hesitant. I just thought, okay, maybe this is going to hit like a five or six for me, so middle right. of the road, Um, and so I'm like, oh, that's okay, I got it, I can use it for trade fodder later on, and now I... Don't no, think we're keeping re- it. Yeah, it, it yeah was, this was a really good game. It, it was really good, and we have the retail version, and it's still really well done for retail yep. version. Yep. Uh, it's got really nice bags. It's got really nice uh, meeples that you can put in there. Yep. Uh, it is great cardboard quality. The card stock was is a little eh, but not
0: bad. Yeah, it, it's yeah, you don't need to shuffle them. badly. Yeah. you know. Yeah, it's so it's not monsters, something that's but... not really
1: really that important. Oh, this is such a good game, and it's it's basically you're just trying to collect enough meeples to bring them out of the bag, for you can start fighting these monsters to get as many points, be right. the best trainer of the 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 realm, uh, basically to fight all these monsters, and it was me. Yeah, yeah, you you <laughs> owned see, it. I I also did like the fact that I lucked out. I fought a monster which gave me the ability to make my peasants worth something instead of right. But here's the
0: thing, though. Yes. Me and me and our mutual friend, we were we were fighting over second and third place. Yeah, and you ha- kind of have a runaway, but I didn't feel like it was and it was unobtainable. So close, I thought we too. had a chance. By the time we time. got
1: to the end of the game, I uh-huh. think it was only a nine or ten point spread between first and third.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was, so really it was close. super close. And my last turn, I might have done better, but I really pulled like the worst things I yeah. could have.
1: Because you get the, the gray uh, meeples in there that just do nothing. It's yeah. just basically your dead cards from Deck Builder. <laughs> right. But, so, meeples and monsters. I thought that was a phenomenal game. AEG knocked it out of the park. This is one that I was like, because they've been hitting on all cylinders for yeah. me. And I thought this one was just going to be a miss. And it surprisingly was not.
0: Yeah. AEG needs to stop making so many good games. <laughs> That's right. What I'm yeah, they've you. gotten really yeah, good. It- they, they're up there now Like they, there's if they're coming a, out with
1: something I'm gonna look at it
0: yes absolutely that's why I'm like yeah I'm all in uh, the next game I wanted to talk about was um, I finally played I'm gonna give some other shoutouts uh, there was only one game that was published originally by Thing 12 that I had not played yet ah, and I finally got it to the table uh, Seals, Seals of Cthulhu yep. I finally played it and why is this a big uh, thing for you uh, well, so an honor, a quick honorable mention of games that I'm anticipating is they are publishing a game of mine, Matches, mm-hmm. which, you know, I could be that kind of person and, and talk about matches and make it as an honorable mention. And I could be like that guy who's like saying, hey, like it's going on to Kickstarter <laughs> next month. But no, I decided not to point out how many great quality components that they plan on printing with this. And how they are basically coining matches as if you like seals of Cthulhu, this is your next step. But seals <laughs> of Cthulhu was that was the last game that I hadn't played from them. Yeah, and I was I was like, okay, you know, it's it's a two player only game, which I tend to like. Um, but for take- some reason about it, like I don't like Cthulhu all that well. But first off, the production, oh my god, really nice. Oh my god, I haven't played it. I saw it everything that's in that box is amazing in fact the clear, i got to the clear play slip cover with the stuff uh, yeah. at gamma because thing 12 was showing it off the ma- the magnetic box mm-hmm. the insert like extra components that just build the lore the inside of the co- box that's so well designed the bag that's in that looks like a government like evidence bag all of the art on the cards are amazingly gorgeous and normally, I don't like it when, like, two cards are put together to make a third card in the middle or, like, a third image. This does it really well. Plus, the meeples are screen printed. So, you have cultists are investigated. Oh, my God. <coughs> Their production on this was just amazing. It was phenomenal. It's really nice, yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm sorry. I'm, I know I'm ranting about it, but I love, I love the production. But then I played it. And it's a bidding game. A two-player bidding game. Where... You have investigators, which are basically your currency. You lay on your turn. You lay down a card face down. Okay. Now, obviously, you want both halves of a card. Okay. But they're worth anywhere from one to five points with you, and you play with one of like the included eight to twelve elder gods that you both get a single card. So it's very little random. Okay. I know exactly what cards you're playing as a cultist, and so I play one face down. And I might say, oh, I want to bid, like, I don't know, one one person to investigate on it. Okay. And you might bid, "Eh, I'll go three, you know. But it's a closed auction. So, uh, if you bid three and I'm like, all right, well, I'll just take the three. You get the card face down. I get the three investigators that I can use for later auctions, which is already smart. But cards that you've previously won, if you like those, or if you don't need those, like, let's say I had, like, half of a potion. I'm like, I don't need this potion. Yeah. You know, I could pitch it towards influence and use it to bid. But of course, if you'd accept the bid, you get that card face up and then I would get the, the other card. So it continues back and forth. Closed auction, smart bidding, only plays in like five rounds really quick. And of course, when you get both halves of a card, whether it be the Elder God or, or any of your other cards, mm-hmm. then you get those special abilities that only you can use. It was cool. That I was sounds pretty really cool. impressed with it. Nice, simple one. I played it with a friend with a friend of mine who plays a lot of games, but he doesn't play like like a wide variety. Like I'll play Magic with him quite a bit, mm. and he played it. He was like, "That was really neat." I'd have to play it again before before I think like before I think I get good at it. He was like, "That seems like a kind of game you have to play like five or six times to really get in the headspace of your opponents." But oh man, thing twelve really just knocked it out of the park. So that completes like every game that they've directly published at first. They came out with a couple other games that they now own the rights and they publish, like uh, mm-hmm. Ozaka, I think, is yeah, one of Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And a couple others. And, you know, hey, honestly, right now, if they back it like that, I trust it. Yeah. If they are another... I have I have not had a disappointment with them yet. So, that's just me. That it was Seals of Cthulhu, I think, 12. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I haven't played it. It's... I've only played their
1: crown series, so I yeah. can't really Dice, decide all the Dice other games. Dice of Pirates, Dice of
0: Crowns, mm-hmm. the Dice of series. Dice of series, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, <laughs> Dice of Dragons is coming out soon. Yeah. I know they're finishing up production on that. But like I said, I mean, if, if I were callous and, and egocentric, I could say you should look into matches. Yeah. Which yeah.
1: should be coming onto
0: your crowdfunding yeah. source soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and you could follow Thing 12. Yeah. To get notifications on that. But you know what? Ignore everything and I said. And listen said, to the cause podcast because we'll about talk about it a lot. Yeah, I'm. I'm not talking about it right now. So.
1: But no. Yeah, but later we'll talk about it. Yeah, but not right, right now. Right. Yeah, that exactly. you can find matches on a crowdsource yeah, system so soon. Yeah, yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. Kickstarter soon. Yeah. But once again, sure. yeah, yeah. We're not talking. But we're about, not right. talking about it. It's, right. it's going to happen later. We'll yeah, talk yeah. it when it goes on Kickstarter. That is matches.
0: I'm still sore, by the way. I won't explain why. I know why.
1: Uh, so, let's move on to my next uh, uh-huh. pick here. And it's actually was one of my most anticipated games. In fact, these two games, if I hadn't played it, would be on this list right now. And the first one is Tenpenny Park from Thunderworks Games. I... Adored it. It was actually really, really good. It's a worker placement. Um, You're building your own amusement park. It has really smart choices about how you got to build your parks on there. Mm -hmm. So you have to build your parks in a certain shape. They're like... My polyomials, but they're just like weird shapes at times. No. They can't touch other cardboard unless it's on the diagonal, like corner to corner. You so, locust style. Yeah. And if, in fact, if you have trees on your board, they can't go over a tree unless that tree is cut down later on. That's one of the worker placement spots, is you can take trees off your board. <laughs> It can't hang off the board, but you can buy extenders. There's another worker placement spot. And so you're basically playing in five rounds trying to give uh, the most excitement, the most awe, the most uh, joy Mm -hmm. um, out there. And so it does different things, and you're scoring points as you go along. And it's just – I just see the – the Dice Tower's review of it, mm-hmm. and they were talking about money is important. It is true. You yeah. have to make sure you're being smart and how you're getting your money because you can't build any of these amusement parks without the money. You can't really cut the trees without the money. So you got to be smart about what you're doing. You got to get make sure you get into your uh, advertisement. In a sense, it is a park simulator. Um, that's kind of there it's more of uh like spatial awareness of how you put your park and so like you can literally there's one where or a couple that have like a hole in the middle mm-hmm. and so you can place it right over a tree because <laughs> the tree fun. is going through the hole and so it just surrounds the entire tree
0: that's fun and it's
1: uh it's really neat what it does had a good time playing it it didn't overstay its welcome it's Vincent Dutre art so that's gonna get it out there I love the carousel yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's, a, right? it's a yeah carousel. Oh That's yeah, what it's okay. called oh. But uh, you're t- you're turning it, so you're making some things cheaper. You're making things more expensive. That's what makes first player the most important thing, because you get to determine in the next round where it's going to go. It has to move, and so if there's something that you really, really want. You can make it cheaper. This way you can hit it first. Or if you know where someone's trying to go to, you'll make that cheaper. This way they'll go there instead of going to the thing you're trying to get to first. Because the park rides uh, are the worker placement spot. Once worker goes there, they're the only one that can go there. There's other worker placement spots on the board itself that everybody can go to. Right. And so I love uh, the way this game played. The artwork, the style, really good quality components too. Thunderworks is really knocking it out of the park outside of the, the role player realm. Because the, the, like lock up, you have role player, all that's really good. But with Cape May, now Tenpenny Park, they're going outside that realm and it's doing phenomenal for me. I'm, I'm really enjoying all of it. I do want to try Tenpenny.
0: It does look really good. And that was Tenpenny Parks by Thunderwork Games. Good deal. The next game I wanted to talk about was a game that I wasn't expecting much of. So, at, along with the shop getting a whole bunch of new games, they got a bunch of small games that like I didn't even hear about. And along with that, there was... A single uh, small little game from Blue Orange called Downtown Farmer's Market. Okay, <laughs> pretty generic, right? Yeah. Um, and but it was in a little box and it was like <laughs> seventeen bucks. So you okay. know, I was like, all right, sure, I'll give it a try, right? Just that way, you know, if nothing else, I can at least teach the other players. They can buy copies if they like it. You know, whatever, right? What? It was so new that it's not even on Board Game Geek yet. <laughs> oh and wow! Miniature Market listed as pre-order. So and you already got a copy. I already got a copy. Now, I hope I'm not getting my store in trouble, but, like, you know, I got a copy. Well... It didn't look like it was it, a big on release it, anyway. And
1: on, honestly, yeah. they can't really get mad at you because you can just play the... I'm the one that teaches the game, so I need to brush right. street
0: date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so our same mutual friend, uh-huh. uh, he was there on our game night this last Saturday, so I, I bought it, opened it up, I was like, okay, this is cool. Sat down, read the rules real quick. I'm like, you guys want to try this? I said, sure. We played a three-player game. Uh, the idea is that... Uh, you are going to have a total of eight goal cards, like little tiles, um, four of which are going to go on the top of your play area in in a row. And then three of or four, another four will be placed as a column next to that. So it makes a play space of a four by four grid. So 16 mm-hmm. spots. And all of them have different goals. Like, uh, like you need to have like this row. Hold like on. The I just had, I a, I had a
1: thought. You played this on Saturday? Yes. Downtown. Downtown,
0: right after our Farmer's Farmers Market. market (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right, exactly. (laughs) And so, yeah, no, it's like all these gold tiles. I'll have stuff like um, you need to have like exactly 11 uh, items in this row. Or you might need to have um, absolutely no cheese or bread. Or like one, you might need to have like exactly three. Four eggs, you know, throughout all all of your tiles, right? Mm-hmm. And so on your turn, all you do is you you flip over five ingredient tiles, and then everyone <laughs> takes a single tile and places it somewhere in their grid. At you know, below one tile and to the right of another. Okay. And so you're trying to match it up. It's like, well, obviously this row can't have a cheese, so maybe I'll get the milk tile. You know, that has two milk and an egg. And I'll put it here on the tile that needs exactly 11 items because three is the most that can be on a tile. Yeah. So I need a three, a three, a three, and a two. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> it got, it was like a really light version of uh, Tiny Towns. Okay. Like, it was really smart because where you put those tiles really, really mattered and which ones you choose. And each tile had like a hard side and an easy side. And at the beginning of the game, you just get to choose which one because there's are number of points. What is with
1: these food games that are getting us at point salad, abandon all artichokes, right. this one? What is the one that Devere's coming out with But that you and Veggies, we both, Veggies, that we were uh, both really intrigued which with? Which I'm going to be
0: getting it, by the way.
1: Are, are you guys oh, getting it?
0: No, not at the store. Oh, you're getting it. Demoing it. yeah. Nice. So, I, I want to get a copy because yeah.
1: I really, like, when we played it there, I was like, okay, this is good. It's right. a nice little quick card game. But yeah, the, so now this farmer market one is like, damn it.
0: Yeah, no, it for 17 bucks. Yeah, it's it, not bad. It's, there's more than, I think, like 150 tiles or something. in it. Oh, dang. It's just pure tiles. Like, you open the box, there's a little sliver of cardboard to keep everything in place. And it's just wall-to-wall tiles. <laughs> all of it. And it works really well. And what's cool is in a three-player game, there's always four tiles that go away. And so the first player of each round takes their first tile, and then discards a tile. (laughs) And so you're straight-up hate-drafting. Obviously, if it's four players, you each just take a tile. If it's two players, first player takes a tile, discards, then the next player takes a tile, discards. And then you refill the market. Dang. It it works so well. It was really, really smart, and I'm thoroughly impressed by it. And so the only thing I think I can improve on it, though, is I want to put little tokens in it. That when you know you break a goal tile, because you can't change it after that point, you can just put a little token on it saying, like, okay, let me just, like, mentally... Instead of mentally remembering, like, I yeah. don't want to go for that one anymore, you just go, ah, there's no there's no helping that one anymore. <laughs> and so that way, you can just be a little more focused on it. But And, and that might not even fit in the box if I do that. So, Jeez. it was so impressively good. I highly encourage you try it.
1: Yeah, I'll uh, check it out.
0: Brand new game from Blue Orange. Downtown Farmer's Market.
1: So... Unlike you, I didn't play a lot of games during that break. Mind you, one week I was sick. Uh, The other times, uh, what free time I had was fixing these shelves and getting Uh the things that I needed to do. But there's one game I did get to play that would have made this list hands down if I hadn't played it. Was I in this game?
0: Oh, yeah. And I played this twice. I didn't put this on my list because of this.
1: Yeah. And this is Return to the Dark Tower by Restoration Games. This, probably, outside of Unmatched, is my favorite. uh, When did we play this?
0: Uh... Sorry, not to throw you off.
1: Yeah, so we played this. Let me check. I uh, have it my apps.
0: I'm not sure I put that on my
1: list. Let we played play. it April 6th. No, I sure didn't. Did okay. you put popcorn dice on that? Because there's a shadow. Oh yes, there. there it is. Yep. Okay. So, so we did play it. Uh, had a great time with it. I liked it so much. I only back the base game and then the alliance expansion because I wanted the other characters. I didn't buy our uh, back the minis or the, right, um, the
0: super expensive other stuff.
1: Yeah, or the um. The playmat, and I kicked myself for not b- backing at least the minis. I can, the board works fine, it, it's mm-hmm. not like warped, it's not really bad. So, the no, playmat's always fine. nice, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I went and uh, the Zia had the, the minis. I, after we played it that first time, I went and bought those, yes, because it, is. <laughs> it yes. was so good i had a great time playing it and again this was along the, the lines of meeples and monsters it was a three-hour game it didn't feel like a three-hour game no we were just like and then the the tower starts uh rotating mm-hmm. and the skulls start popping out and then you have to take pieces off the dark tower and then the ambiance with the the app and the music right. in the background and the fact that the there's noise coming out of the tower <laughs> itself and we're just like yes this is amazing I, and it, it wasn't for the fact that, it's a great game i'm not saying it isn't a great game but just the toy factor hello.
0: Yeah. I absolutely hated dropping a skull into that every single turn. Like because you would hear it like, ding, 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 like, and you try and figure it's like, wait, did that fall on my side, <laughs> or was that on your side? Uh, uh, I don't and like then, this.
1: And, and then the, the, the big thing is like, okay, or what it's doing the hey, like one of the pieces is gonna come off, and everybody's like, don't be on my side, don't be on my side and so we played a three-player game the first time we were like be over there go on that side we don't have to worry about that side right, exactly <laughs> but I had let a those
0: gr- villages burn <laughs> yeah
1: had a great time playing it uh yeah I, I agree with you every time we had to put the skull in and not just hearing them fall it's just waiting for like if the app is going to make yeah. that ominous noise that events about to happen you always get that
0: shifty moment
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay oh no thank okay. we're good and then, uh, it'll go to your turn and you'd be like, and then two events pop up because of <laughs> <Yeah>. you.
0: <laughs> always. Well, no, it was always after one of our turns. It wasn't just mine. No, no. But I'm it saying it's like every turn. time
1: it's like, okay. And then this guy does that. And right. then, uh, the, oh, no, either the monsters the
0: kept falling out on your side.
1: Mm-hmm. After no, no, I had no, that was our
0: friend's side. Yeah. No, after I had left my no.
1: side, the skull started falling on my side. Cause I'm like. My character was really good about cleaning up the Mm -hmm. skulls, so I had to go and run and try to fix the skulls. (laughs) But no, we had a a really good time playing it. Um, We tried to play smartly, and we did okay. Uh, We got to, what, like the sixth month, and finally I got the last corruption I could take just because I kept getting surrounded by freaking (laughs) wolves. It was really close. Uh, So I did play it again uh, not too long later, and when I bought the minis uh, with my other friends... And we actually won by the skin of our teeth. Played the same awesome. exact scenario, but we changed up the monsters because I was reading online um, when you're doing monsters, try to have them overlap at least one of their things. So, like if they're undead, oh, the I magic. Oh, yeah, we that, just picked
0: at random. Yeah, we just picked at random. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, okay, so I. We picked up this, it was a magic uh, de- undead, and then the other one was like a magic beast, and then the other one was a uh, straight magic undead again, okay. and then the Rider was also a magic beast. And so it just it states to do that, just to make it a little bit, especially for first time players, after they're that you can start, because it, yeah. it allows you to focus on the bonuses that you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, so like treasures or the weapons and stuff like that. But oh my god, this is so good. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this game a lot. That I, Again, like I said, I went and pe- picked up the minis just because I want the more of the toy factor.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, they, this was phenomenal. I
1: need to show you the minis because one of the. Don't the, show me the minis. Oh, because one of the bad don't, guys. Don't you
0: dare show me the those Titan minis. The Titan is amazing. <laughs> I don't care about minis. That's my only solace in this, and that I can justify not buying it is because I don't care about minis. Until I show, so you show, so minis, show you the minis. So don't show me those minis, please, sir. They're, they're, they're right I can, there. I my wallet cannot afford said minis. <laughs> yeah,
1: actually, it wasn't a bad price for just buying the minis after I had already bought the game. So right. I had that. The minis were only 80 bucks. Oh, not only that. I also bought the, uh, the uh, what are they called? The The tokens, the plastic, the resin tokens.
0: Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell you, it's not that bad. All right, all right. Once again, Downtown Farmer's Market was $17. I spent 80 bucks just for minis. <laughs> you could almost buy five copies of that game. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it's oh. very worth it, though. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. I'm not saying it's not. In fact, I could just do it. Out. I could do show amazing. and tell like you always do. Uh, right. the show. Go ahead. While you're doing the show and tell, I'm going to talk very briefly. I know we're already done with our uh, shout outs, but me and my wife and kids got to play Machi Koro 2, the sequel. That's cool. Quite, quite a bit fun. Does It took a lot of the things that, that expansions fixed in Machi Koro and, and threw it all into one. Uh, I played Nickelodeon Splat Attack for the first time, which was pretty great. Nickelodeon Splat Attack is like a uh, food fight starring Nickelodeon characters. You jerk. <laughs> uh, Nickelodeon Splat Attack was really fun. Uh, let's see here. What else did I play? I finally played Equinox. Which Equinox is a fantastic little game. Our mutual friends really enjoyed Equinox. Alright, the... let's right, let's let's take a look. There we go. It's as close as I can get. There we go. We'll cover Daniel's head with that. Alright. So, yeah, Equinox was a fantastic little game. Look at, look at and news. I actually played Furnace for the first time. Which is a f- amazing auction... Engine building game. It hurts.
1: Yeah, I want to play that one. Uh, our friend uh, Gamehead Geek was telling me about that at work.
0: Our head was hurting so bad. So bad after that game. But in such a good way, it was fantastic. Alright. So, Daniel. Now within me trying to deliberately avoid looking at the minis too long for my own co- safety. They were nice though, right? They were that nice. Titan they was were, pretty cool, huh? really Those are hardly minis at that point. Let's... talk about our most anticipated games of 2022 okay now i'll be honest at first this was just a list of games that i i either knew about already or mainly saw at gamma most of the games that i have on my list were at from gamma then i decided okay well i'm gonna i'm actually gonna like look at some of the other like what's coming out in 2022 lists and uh, then that way I can actually, you know, br- bring those up, you know, but then I realized we're already almost halfway through the year. Yeah. So that's kind of pointless and I give up and I'm just going to go with my original list. So with that being said, I have our coin of doom as always. Daniel, are you ready to begin? I'm ready. You begin. Oh, so my first game on the list, it's kind of a oh, cheat. I'm sorry. Pause. How many crossovers are we going to have? I'm thinking only one i'm saying at minimum two possibly three okay so is your about two or three
1: two okay all right so my first game on the list here mm-hmm. that i was trying to say it's kind of a bit of a, a cheaty list uh actually my first two oh, they, sure a cheat-y list. Uh, they say it's supposed to come out this year uh that's okay. another thing is like my honorable mention would be frosthaven it would be on this list but because I've been paying attention to what's going on, I don't think it's coming out this year. I honestly think it'd be at easy quarter one, 2023. That's right. Just for the simple fact that where they're doing their production right now has a COVID spike going on in Shanghai. So even mm-hmm. the, the the manufacturing plants, they're not printing anything right now because everything's kind of shut down and locked down.
0: It's understandable. So
1: yeah. So I don't... Uh, Frosthaven would have been on this list, but I just don't think it's going to hit this year. Um, so... Another one that won't be on my list is the Feld Games, the City Collection from mm-hmm. uh, Queen Games, because one, they were on my list last year and they got pushed back again. I understand why they did, no. but it's just one of those that Queen um, I'll I'll believe it when they show up. So okay. the first game on my list is another one of those. I don't know if they'll come out in 2022. They're still put, saying it's it is,
0: right? And this is. Tough eight months yeah and this
1: is endless winter paleo americans um this looks really really good it's another one of those deck building worker placement games like dune and lost ruins of arnak uh based on like the paleo time so yeah
0: which is i know you love that oh i love that story yeah
1: yeah so it looks really good i don't know too too much about it other than that other and but oh i love the art on it from what i've seen i pre-ordered i didn't back the kickstarter because i i kicked myself for not doing it too so once i saw like game nerds had it up where i can pre-order pretty much everything i did the only thing i can't get is like the cave painting expansion or something like that that, because they were sold out on that but yeah i'm really looking forward to it i hope it does come out this year because i really really want to try this one and that's endless winter paleo americans
0: very cool uh, so my number eight, the first one I'm going to talk about is one of those games that you mentioned <laughs> earlier. It is the city collection from Stefan Feld. And that's why I have it as number eight Just because we have talked about it so much before. I thought it was just since there's a good chance that it'll <coughs> come out this year, I am very much looking forward to it, but all four of the games that are included in that list, hopefully we'll be getting them soon. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So... I agree with you. I'm looking forward to it. I really
1: want to get these this year, uh, but we were supposed to get the first two last year and it didn't happen. So I right. am cautiously um, right, uh, saying that. Cautiously in Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic it'll hit this year. But the fact that they
0: have to produce uh, four games, I right. don't
1: think it is going to come.
0: And yeah, just to clarify for Creative Chaos, yes, the tower is about 16 inches tall. Yeah. It's it's a significant where oftentimes It's taller than this cup. Yeah, it our our mutual friend who hosted a game night uh a while back when you weren't feeling great. Um we were talking about that he played a solo version of it and he said he absolutely hated the fact that he had to keep keep getting up and looking around the tower because that thing is a beast. Uh, So the the tower is so big
1: um So, Danny and our mutual friend Dom were sitting across from each other, and I was sitting across from the empty side. Danny could not see what was going over on Dom's side, and I couldn't see what's going over the empty side. So, I had to ask them, like, okay, where do I go? Where am I at? Can you just move my character? Oftentimes,
0: I couldn't see Dom's face. (laughs) So, there's that.
1: Yeah, so it was was good. But, yeah, uh, next one is
0: number seven. The next one, number seven. It looks like it's heads.
1: Tales. Oh, that's Tails. Alright, it's me again. So, my next one is another one that... And this one is more so because they haven't really given us a lot of information. It is supposed to come out this year. I've also looked up at, like, once I made this list, I looked at other people's lists just to see if I can see another game. Okay, maybe this will push my game off the list. Uh, That were on this list, too. And they're expecting it to come out this year. And it's a legacy game called Stellaris Infinite Legacy. So it is a 4X legacy game based on a video game I really, truly enjoy Mm -hmm. where you could build your race. You could build your ships. um, And you could basically pause it, and it plays legacy style. So, like, if I have a four-player group playing it and somebody can't show up for a couple weeks, their race is still there. They're just kind of, like, declined and moved away. So we can still play three players of it and then they come back and they don't really miss too much about it so because it's an infinite legacy so they could just come in and out it looks intriguing it's by academy games so you know off the history aspect and into yeah, video game world You'd like that yeah i love academy games i really want to try this one i really want to play it i love the video game it's based off and if they can give you that video gamey feel and give me a 4x legacy game that should be fun I'm looking forward to this again. I just
0: don't think it's coming out this year. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, to respond to Creative Chaos, yeah, Daniel tends to really like the cinematic or thematic style games. Although you have to admit, lately I've been getting a lot better.
1: Yeah, no, you. If, he if, really enjoyed
0: uh, uh, Dark, uh, Return, Return of Dark, Dark, Dark Tower. Tower he's like, he's like, I'm not really big into thief, but this just leaks thief, yeah. and I love it. And there were games that I played where, like, honestly. <sighs> metal I thought was really boring kind of like I mean it was fine it was a lovely game I enjoyed my experience I'm okay like I don't the care about the theme if I'm is not yet. there yeah and it's like the theme didn't do it for me it wasn't exciting and I kept thinking to myself what am I Why am I <laughs> like the person who like I could care less about theme why am I? Why am I not excited about this, this? dry euro? Is not exciting, right? Exactly, and it was just something about it. I was like, you know what? Yeah.
1: I what I think it is is Lost Ruins of Arnak ruined it for you. It might have because it it, ruined... gave you a...
0: <laughs> it gave you a very thematic euro game. It did. It was a really good. All right. Uh, so speaking of thematic euro games, my next one is not. Um, it is Azul Queen's Garden, and so
1: this was on my short list.
0: Yeah. This, the, I made this list prior to us getting it in stock, which we just recently did. And I have since acquired a a demo copy to test out. I haven't played it yet, but I want to. Um, However, I watched a lot of reviews about it and I'm cautious about it because I love all the Mm Azules, And a lot of reviewers were kind of wishy-washy on this one. Kind of saying, uh, because of the fact that there's certain, there's a lot of like little caveats to what you can and can't do. Like, for example, um, in order to lay down a tile that has, like, six birds on it, you need six of those that you need to discard. But they all have to be different colored. Mm-hmm. And you can use your Wild as Joker. That's fine. But, um, like, when you're drafting the tiles, you have to only take... You, have, you either pick all of one color or all of one picture. design, Yeah. And you can't get two of the exact same tiles. So if I pick a red tree, I can't get another red tree. Okay. All of my other red tiles have to be different pictures or all of my other trees have to be different colors. And so like that makes sense, but that's, that was never in any of the other Azuls. It didn't matter because all tiles were just the color. Mm -hmm. Now it has to do color and And design. Yeah. And so I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's going to be a deal breaker. I think it's going to still be better than the second one. I said it. See, and I like I really don't understand why why people hate that one as much as I understand why you do. <laughs> the colors make sense. But like I mean, it was I thought it was an honest step up from the first one. Like I I liked it just as much. But I mean, this new one with those caveats, I don't know how I'm going to like it. We'll but, see. I hope i okay, I i i Again, we both didn't wrong. think
1: we were going to like meeples and monsters, and look how that turned out. That's true. Out. <laughs> That's true.
0: Coming out, going into it with like a, eh, we're playing it to get it off the shelf of shame, yeah. and loving every minute of it, maybe that'll be Azul as well. Because so. uh, another reason why we played it, it got
1: it off three people's shelf of shame. Yes.
0: All three of ours. Yeah. Which is very rare. Yeah, and so...
1: We had a gra- I was impressed by it. And Return to Dark Tower got it off two of our shelves of Shames and one of us uh, uh, like, work of obligation Shelf of Shame. Work of,
0: <laughs> work of obligation Shelf of Shame. That's interesting. Yeah, but so that's my number My number two, or I guess number seven. Seven, yeah. Um, is Azul Queen's Garden. All right, moving on. On to number six. Hey, me again. You again.
1: So my next game is eh i told you i was gonna do this anyways because i haven't played it i do own a copy of it it finally came in during the time i was sick so i really or during that period where we were out and that is vagrant song no i i already played tenpenny park i know vagrant song which is right over there right under the dinosaur world you can see like the, the the bottom game um Everything I've heard about this game, everything I've seen about this game looks amazing. Yeah. You're basically doing like this co-op story. You're trying to um, fight off the ghosts on this uh, ghost train that you're on. Uh, we saw this at Gamma. The mm-hmm. the, the acrylic standees look amazing. Um, yeah. I actually unboxed it and got everything ready for it to get played one of these days. Hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> and... It just it looks so good. And honestly, I love uh, minis mm-hmm. and I love meeples. I really, really am enjoying these acrylic standees. I, I think they, this is
0: the new fix. Yeah. This, this solves a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. That, and it's it's a bit cheaper than doing something like a mini. And it looks better than cardboard. Yeah. It's yeah. just way better than a cardboard
1: standee. It is, they're phenomenal looking. This is a very well-published game for a company that was made known for making minis. Yeah. The irony, right? Because <laughs> I think they're called like word miniatures or something like that, or used yep. to be called weird, weird miniatures. Yeah. So yeah, it just, uh, it looks good. i like the story. It's got like that 19s twenties, thirties cartoon mm-hmm. style. A lot of people like try to compare it to Cuphead and Town Folk Tussle. And but it's just because they, cartoons existed said in the before. 30s, yeah, but I'm just that's... saying it's style. Yeah, <clears throat> and that doesn't mean the games are completely alike. It's just a yeah. style that people are liking right now. And I think it looks really good. I, I want to give this a try. It looks like I'd be having a blast with this because it takes it a lot of things. I love co-ops. It does like this, this like spooky ghost story kind of aspect on it as well. Gorgeous, gorgeous table presents. Yep. So, because I mean, it drew us both over at Gamma when we saw yep. it. it. was like, oh, let's go take a look at well, that. Well,
0: no, idea. you dragged me over. Like, <laughs> like, I walked by it a few times. And, uh, like, it, it's interesting. But you were like, no, Danny, come here. You're like, don't, no, get over here. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna look at this. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen it. And
1: then you you started looking at the uh, the acrylic stuff, and you're like, okay, I do like that. And once you got uh-huh. up close, it just the
0: how they kind of pops. pops. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I don't disagree with you on that. Similar so crossovers. Yep. Um, my next one, my number six, still not a crossover, but it was a game that you and I both played in its entirety at Gamma, and it's not out yet. How many games can we say that? In its entirety? We played the entire game. Oh,
1: oh, okay. It's not the one I was thinking originally. Um, It's a small little card game. Yeah, yeah. No? Is it a card game?
0: This one is. I thought it was the dice game. Nope.
1: Okay.
0: Nope, no dice in this game. But I will give you a big hint. There are seven timers.
1: Oh, I totally forgot about this Kites. one. Kites oh, by Oh, that game. one is so good. That's Sobel art. Honestly, if I had remembered this, it would have been a crossover. Right.
0: Yep, absolutely. No, it was so cool how it worked. It's very simple. All you're trying to do is you play a card that has either one or two colors on it. And all of the timers have the symbols on it, so mm. helps helps colorblindness. But I I didn't have too much trouble had, with the colors. Yes, they, seven they sand timers seven that sand are only timers. like a minute long. No, they're all different timed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what makes it interesting. Um, but one of the seven is white, which is a wild. You could choose any color. Mm-hmm. But all you do on your turn is you play a card and you flip over one or both of the timers that it has listed. So yep. if I have a red and an orange, I flip red and orange. If any one timer goes out, you, you lose. lose as a group and you have to play out the deck. Yeah. That's simple. That's all it is. It is so good, but so
1: stressful. It's a whole new Hanabi.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I love it. Like when you get to the point, cause I was like, just bleh, staring at my cards, <laughs> like being just completely dumb. And I'm sure our demo demonstrator, he was kind of like looking at me like, come on, dude, like really? <laughs> like, and I already didn't have a voice. So like, you couldn't understand what I was saying anyway. Yeah. I was like, I'll play the orange, you know? And it was so great just because he was like, all right, all right, somebody play red. And I just looked at my hand. Nope. <laughs> um, I'll play blue. And then he's like, all right, well, send red to me. I, I got this. And you were like, yeah, you're going to have to. Here's that <laughs> one. And he's like, fine. Like, he plays it all fast. And then, then suddenly, now it's my turn again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, now which one is... Which I, one did I almost? I don't
1: today? like uh, almost like a real-time game. This is pretty much a real-time game.
0: This absolutely. I real-time. don't
1: like games that raise my anxiety. I love this game. This, this is, is so, so
0: fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's Kites by Floodgate Games.
1: Yeah. This would have been on my list. if I'm going to buy it as soon to... as I find it. Yeah. If it comes out, I'm probably going to buy a copy as well. And it, it, from what he was telling us, the retail is not expensive. 20. It's like 20 or 25. 20 something like that. Yeah.
0: Yep. So there you go. All right, next one. Our number five. I'll be leading us off for That's one. our number six. That was our number oh, six. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, five. Number five was a game that I had backed on Kickstarter. That way I finally got to see a copy of some of the components over at the Underdog Games booth. And that is Trekking Through oh, History. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you finally I, got to play Trekking I World. I finally played Trekking World, and I liked it a lot. I played Trekking uh, the National Parks before, which I always really loved. Speaking of which. And... I, now that I finally played them, I really enjoyed myself. And Trekking Through History, from what I understand, uses a very different mechanism. Very mm-hmm. different mechanisms than the original. You're not jumping around a map, obviously. But you are moving your time pieces, all uh, similar to Patchwork, where whoever's farthest back gets to move their piece forward. And that player is the one who takes their turn. Every card takes a certain number of time that you need to do. So that's important that you get the right time, and you have to trade in certain cards to get these uh, different parts throughout history of different world events. The art looks amazing. The pieces that you move are stopwatches, or not stopwatches, uh, pocket watches, which looks amazing. Uh, all the pieces just look fantastic, and I am very glad that I backed it because that kind of convinced me to, or, or kind of reiterated the fact of how much I was probably going to like this game. So, that there it is. That was Trekking Through History by Underdog Games.
1: Uh, speaking of which, I finally just pulled the trigger and bought Trekking the National Parks. Yeah.
0: That's right. Because <laughs> I, I was trying
1: to buy it at the store, but they didn't have a copy. So, I'm like, not oh, well, it. it is what it is. All right. So, next one on my list is one that Kickstarter just recently finished. But if anybody can get it on the same year, it's this company. And that's Prospero Hall. And this game
0: is... This is the Legacy one. <laughs> yep. So, I didn't back it. Oh, I was hoping to pick up a copy once it comes into retail. Oh yeah, yeah. Or I could play your copy. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe. maybe, please, maybe, maybe, please, maybe. You don't invite no, me I... to your legacy game days. I pro- <laughs> to live here. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> Risk Legacy and Rise of Queensdale both live here. That is true. You and they are see, my game. You can see one of them. Well, actually, both of them are right up in there. You can only see one of them. Don't invite <laughs> you my rear. Come on. No, I just, uh, But that's true. No, I was planning on buying a copy because I didn't... It's going to be the same price at retail. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I did like some of the Kickstarter excuses so. that they gave you. And yeah, it wasn't it was much. Cool.
1: Honestly, I was going to support it regardless. Yes. I, I get Agreed. one to support retail, but I was just like, eh. I'm going to get it. I'll have it. And this is Jurassic World Legacy of the uh, of Isle Newbar. Yeah. And so this encompasses the entire series of Jurassic Park. Uh mm-hmm. this includes the first 3 movies and then the
0: The tutorial even starts before the movies.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so it looks really good. We see, saw bits and pieces of it at um Gamma once we saw, especially uh, this was announced like in 2021, you sent me a link, and it's just like, dude, Prospero Hall's doing a legacy, and you showed it to me. And I was like, damn it, instant buy, yep. hand down, I'm going to buy it. I love Prospero Hall games. There's only one I have not liked, and that was one of their earlier games. So, yep. uh, In fact, you, can, you don't really see it behind his head, but I got Trapper Keeper right over there. <laughs>
0: yeah, Trapper Keeper surprisingly game, good. surprisingly
1: you, you like really trapper keeper the board game really it's i'm still
0: sad we didn't get our mutual friend to buy, to buy the, the old one. to buy the unicorn <laughs> the one unicorn. which is the only one of the four designs that that three. we all didn't well there's there's four right the, no there I, only there's three. only three yeah the, right, the space one i got one you got i the got the, palm trees, the palm trees and we tried to get him out space to... we're trying to get him to get the unicorns and he wouldn't do <laughs> it <laughs> But, so, but
1: Prospero Hall, they do such a phenomenal game. Uh, you see, like, right above uh, Daniel's head over there, all my Prospero... Well, not all my Prospero Halls, but most of my Prospero Halls... I think Halls
0: it are- was Creative Chaos, by the way. Sorry. I What's didn't that? mean to interrupt. It, was, uh, Creative Chaos was asking if that was the same one that the guy mentioned last time. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Looks really good. Uh, actually... Seeing the components based on the Kickstarter and stuff like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna be happy with this game. I think I'm gonna have a great time with it. It's gonna be a family weight legacy game, so it's not super serious for uh yeah. you can play with uh your nine, ten year olds and stuff like right. that. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh and that is Jurassic World Legacy,
0: the Isle of Nubar. Very good. And now on to our number five. Right? Mm-hmm. Did did I kill this right? i have nine all right i'll figure that out all right so the next one will be you so this one will be
1: on your list i'm already calling it right now uh this one is probably one of your favorite games that come out recently and it has a theme on it that i truly and utterly enjoy Hmm.
0: i don't think this will be on my list marvel dice throne
1: no. <laughs> no.
0: I don't care about superheroes. You forget this. Yeah, but you love Dice Throne. I own the first two seasons of Dice <laughs> Throne and Adventures. In fact, I played it just last week. And I enjoyed it immensely. Honestly, I'm I don't f- care about Marvel.
1: I'm looking forward to this one. Um, it does really good things. Yeah, we're say, four. We are number four. Yeah. Uh, it does really good things uh, that I enjoy with Dice Throne. I just didn't want to pull that price trigger with all that. And then they're like, hey, we're going to bring out these. And I'm like, I'm in. It's Marvel. Yep. Uh, gives me like superheroes that I really enjoy or in the powers that make sense with them when it comes to mm-hmm. the dice. Instead of like these generic samurai paladin stuff like that. This one is like okay, Doctor Strange does do stuff like that. It gives me that connection, so I'm really looking forward to this. I finally have a copy of Dice Thrones that you. Uh, I do enjoy the game. I've played your copy a couple times of, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just now that they tag the Marvel on it, I'm like I'm in. That's it, yep. hands down. Yep, She'll gonna to buy take it. My money. There we go. (coughs) And they did uh, shut up and took my money. (laughs) They they, took a lot of it. They shut you up (laughs) and they took that money. That's right. So I'm looking forward to this one. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but Marvel Dice Throne is on my uh, anticipated list. I
0: apologize that it's not on mine. I don't. So my next one, uh, because I realized I have nine on my list, so I I combined two of them. And uh, speaking of Prospero Hall... I-, I knew this was going to be
1: on your list. Which one? Hands down. Goof Troop. Or, or, the Goofy, Goofy Movie. movie.
0: Yeah. yeah, actually, I put both this and Rear Window as the same one. Because I am equally as excited about both of them. Wow, ah, Rear Window looks so good. Rear Window does look really good. And it was one of my dad's favorite movies. So I'm really excited about that. But, Goofy Movie. <laughs> the board game. Where you are all competing to travel across the country. And get to the Powerline concert before anybody... Oh my god, yes. <laughs> like... I, am, I thought it was co-op. No, I think it's versus. It's you're trying to get the best seats in the. There in is the going to be
1: a goofy movie game.
0: Uh, I think August. They said around summertime, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's coming out soon. We've seen the miniatures. The max miniature looks really good. Dude, but more than anything, the, the, the goofy die. It looks so good. It's a big old chunky, like transparent <laughs> die. Great symbols. Uh, uh, it's almost any game with a map of the U.S. on it. I'm already kind of interested in. Add on goofy movie, movie yeah. Yeah, I, I was about to start singing like Paralyzed I, I Soundtrack. Like, well,
1: I do it? like the fact that your boss, uh, Troy from Zia Comics, was making the mention is like they just buy all the old licenses because they're making yeah. the big board games based on movies out of the 90s, 80s, yep, 70s. They window. got Goonies, Rear Windows, yeah, The Warriors, The Warriors, yeah,
0: yep. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because, <laughs> yes, in Creative Chaos, yes, it is my favorite. No, it's not my favorite. It is my second favorite Disney animated movie of all time. Oh, I know what your favorite is. Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Yeah. But Goofy Movie is so up there.
1: But it's funny because you're just mentioning it right now. Uh, Villainous you your favorite villain yes <laughs> and goofy movie is giving your what's your second favorite goofy game that's right
0: so disney Bolt my my disney days are so nostalgic now with board games
1: yeah right now it's like boom this year was your perfect disney year right
0: it really was <laughs> it really was and i look forward to it now if they made if prospero hall made a sword in the stone board game can you imagine how good that would be <laughs> like at that point I would be willing to pay them right now just to consider the idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, here is money just saying I would like this. You don't even have to make it. Just throwing this idea out there. Dude,
1: they could just make a two-player version of Sword and Stone where one <laughs> player, player is playing Madame Mim, the other player is playing Merlin. is yep. like a little tug-of-war with spells. I would spells. do it. 100%.
0: I'm in. 100%. Anything with Merlin in it, I tend uh, to buy A two-player
1: anyway. trick-taking game.
0: <laughs> okay, let's do it. I'm in. I'm okay with that. All right, our next one. Number three, you'll be starting us off as usual. All righty. So my number three
1: Mm -hmm. is one that is out. I haven't played it yet. Our our buddy owns this game. We saw this at Gamma, and even you are like, the production value of this is amazing. And this is Merchants of the Dark Road. I don't know a lot about it. Elf Creek. I don't know too much about it. I know it's kind of like worker placement where different merchants trying to compete before soldiers or the heroes go into the dark roads and start fighting things and stuff like that. It looks really good. Like, just the, the production value of this is top notch. And they're even saying, like, if you buy the retail version... On their website, they actually sell the Kickstarter, the upgrade bits and stuff like that. So you could still get the Kickstarter exclusive, or not exclusive, the, uh, Kickstarter um, stuff like uh, editions. Yeah. So all the components and stuff like that were on Kickstarter. But honestly, I just really want to try this one. I saw it when I was on Kickstarter, but there was like two other, and one of them was, I think, when it was on Kickstarter, was the original uh, Cities Collection. And so yep. there was no way I could afford both of those games at that time at that time there was no way i could afford both of those games at this time so because both of them are pretty pricey i do want to get this one to try i'm looking really forward to it uh, our buddy keeps bringing it to us, and i'm like sitting there looking at it like oh my god i want to play it but then we play other good games it's just we haven't it's we're trying to get multiple games off people's shelf of shame right <laughs>
0: And so and that's tricky to do yeah
1: and so he's the only one that owns this but i really do want to try this and that's merchants of the dark road
0: that's right very good next one. So my next one, uh, my number three is an escape room game. And when you and I saw this, we actually got privy to it by like about an hour before everybody else did. Because we showed up to the seminar a little earlier and they were testing uh, it. Ah yeah, yep, yeah, it is an yeah. unlock game, yeah. which which if you're familiar with the Very unlock meta. series, yeah. If you're familiar with the unlock series, it is a series <clears throat> of escape rooms where you normally have about a sixty card deck. You're trying to solve uh, by combining different things together. It's all app driven. And they normally pick like a theme or, or some kind of commonality amongst all three of them that they include. However, the one I'm specifically talking about that's coming out is specifically about other board games that the company publishes so so basically
1: part- this is asthma day uh, so asthma it's not day. just what yes. they publish it's just like everything in their library that right watch.
0: so the three scenarios that are in it one is based on pandemic one is based on ticket to ride and one is based on mysterium which mysterium makes perfect sense right
1: yeah what's funny about it is like they pick two of evergreens pandemic yep. and, and that and then they're like. Mysterium would work
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Mysterium would work yeah no but it's the most thematic amongst the three no too. no no. yeah but, yeah yeah. but pandemic that makes sense to I, I don't
1: know Ticket to Ride could be thematic it could be like a,
0: a murder on yep. the Orient yep. Express Excuse me. yeah no you're absolutely right and that's why it's like ah, there's everything about that that I like I know. yeah because I like all three of those games I think that was an awesome idea mm-hmm. I mean I know it's fan service right but oh, fan wow. service could be great it can be and I expect it to be. It was funny because when we both got there and we saw that, we were like,
1: no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were very surprised. Even our boss, who's not the biggest you know, gamer, he saw those and he recognized all those titles. He was like, okay, okay. all right. Yeah. That's interesting. I still got to play my Star Wars one. Me too. I know. we. I haven't played it. Maybe we should play it to get both of us off of our shelves. <laughs> of shame, yeah. Which is kind of ridiculous to do on an escape room game. Like, yeah. It was a one time. But yeah, no, I, I absolutely love that. And Creative Chaos said, I wish it would make a Paper Mario board game or something. Yeah. The train thing made me think of it. Absolutely. I, I would love a Paper Mario style game. Just
1: Nintendo's very strict with their license. It's just not it even is. funny.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's very, very rare. Like, that's why we don't have any good board games based on, like, Super Mario. Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pressman made a Super Mario game not too long ago, and it was pretty bad that, when, power uh, that
1: uh, Monopoly Mario Kart is the best thing
0: Mario <laughs> for board games. Right. That's, that's saying something. Alright, let's move on. Alright, our number two most anticipated game of 2022 I will be starting us off. So, earlier we talked about AEG. Mm-hmm. And all I could say is darn it AEG because the, their main focus this year was demoing one specific game the mer, the Guild of Merchant Explorers. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I forgot about this one. I, I mean, it wouldn't have made my list, but it
0: look. I love, I love games that look like old maps. I don't know what it is. I love that yeah. style. I love the aesthetic. No, I look of really it looks really good. The, everyone has the same map. It's all bingo style. So one person pulls a it's card. Basically, everyone map knows building something.
1: tiny towns.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're building routes. It looks like a combination of tiny towns and. Uh, <clears throat> And um, that Donald X Vocarino game that won um, Game of the Year where he was putting down pieces. Kingdom anyway. Builder? Yes. It looks like a combination of those two. Kingdom Builder and, I and Tiny I can see that. Jones. Yeah. And it. I love the aesthetics. I love how there's no specific color pieces. You're just using browns and sepia tone colors and stuff. But everyone, like, every time I walked by the booth, I'm trying it. Everyone looked like they were just so in their head spaces, going, oh, okay. You can tell and it's a good like game. That. Yeah, and then it's like, how do I put this? Do I want to do this? Like, you could tell. It's every single time. And AG, once again, they've been hitting out of the park. So there's yeah. a reason why I'm excited about this. Oh, well, we're not going to have any crossover, I don't think. No. Not no. yet. Well, we'll see. Mm, yeah. When I realized there was, I will be honest, when I realized that there was uh, nine on my list, I did take off one that I thought might have been a crossover. But I'll talk about that after.
1: All right, so my number two, surprisingly, I, I don't know if you put it on your list or not, but I don't think you did, is actually a sequel to a game that we've played and fell in love with, and it's a Scott Alms game by Colossal Games. Okay. Nope. Almanac Crystal Peaks. I thoroughly enjoyed Almanac uh, The Dragon Road. Yep. And that was such a phenomenal, because I love the twist that they made with Worker Placement. Whereas, like, you can only, like, the first map, and this is for everybody's first map, you can only place one of your workers in one of the four tents. And once it's there, your other two workers can't go into that same tent. I love that aspect. Is like, hey, this is the only place you can go here. And then uh, someone who leads the expedition can choose where they go next. And then that has its own little trick to uh, uh, your worker placement. Whereas, like, hey, you got to go into a straight line or go one below. Or you right. have to uh, make sure your your characters don't fall because of something. And it's just right. it's it's phenomenal how that worked, and it's just all in a book. And I really really enjoyed it so much. When this went on, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy this, and I get the original too. So I yep. backed it for both. Yep. Um, and I I really enjoyed this game a lot. I love worker placements, and this one just hit. On so many levels. It's so simple, too. It's not, like, overly complicated. Because you're like, hey, these maps are doing different things. It's a lot to get your head around. Yeah. No. Once you go to that next map, it's like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. Oh, okay, I see what you're doing here. And you keep going until you finish uh, going to the very end. I love that game so much. And I was, like, looking into through my Kickstarters, because that's another way I was trying to, like, okay, what's supposed to come out this year? And mm-hmm. I'm like... Oh, that one, yeah. That doesn't make my list, so my uh, number two anticipated game is Almanac Crystal Peaks.
0: Yeah, I'm doubting we'll have any crossover now yep. too, because I'll be starting us off. And I'm surprised that you didn't have this on your list at all. And it's a game that we got that we got to see mm-hmm. um, firsthand. Mm-hmm. We we kept you you got like more of a direct demo than I did uh, because I just wasn't feeling it that day. I know what
1: you're talking about. Um... It's uh, a Dagger.
0: That's right. The spill. And this spill.
1: Uh, it was on my short list.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, the spill looks so good. And it's a cooperative game where you are trying to just, you know, help deal with all of these oil. Mm-hmm. This oil spill. From Speaking of oil Toy lake. Factor. Speaking of Toy <laughs> Factor. Um, like, oil is spilling everywhere around the board. There's like 32 spots that it can go. Or no, uh, 24 spots that it can go. Uh, you drop the dice into the middle of the tower. The big, or a nice black dice look like an oil spill they fall down and they split into four different quadrants and the number just determines what space oil gets added to sometimes the animals might get oil on them you're trying to clean them you're trying to maintain them it looks so fun I and Smirky dagger is another one of those companies that everything they put out is just mm. always been just good 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 I'm been looking forward to it. I almost considered putting beep on my or boop boop (laughs) boop on my list, which is a cat game. game But I chose not to because of the theme. Um,
1: No, the spill looked really good. Um, The what I said about the toy factor. There's like a giant uh, dice tower in the middle. It's like a buoy, and so when you put the dice into it, wherever they
0: fall out in the quadrant is where the oil is going. Which clearly, all of the games that come out this year (laughs) that have. Towers in the middle of the board. Yeah, te- seem to be going well for us. Yeah, uh, I, it looks really good. I did. I did think about it. It
1: was on my short list yeah. uh, as I was going through it. I'm like, it just. It's got that cool factor, but it just didn't make that list because all right. of these games, uh, most of them, I have actually pre ordered or own. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of my eight games I've either pre ordered or own. Wow, that's, that's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, in fact, my number one is actually one of the most highly anticipated games this year that everybody loves. I just haven't got my copy yet, so I haven't been able to play it, and that is Arc Nova. Yep. Ah, uh, this game looks so good. I think it's going to hit like the Euro aspect of where how we like to think things through. Um, I think this is going to hit on so many levels. Uh, to the fact that it's Tom Vassel's number one at this very moment. It's just intriguing to me that it, he just played it and it's already knocked off uh what Yeah,
0: it, the number one game of all time.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. When we were listening to the final Dice Tower, we were both were shocked. We were like, that's Whoa. already number one? <laughs> yep. yep. So, yeah. So, I really... <coughs> want to try this one it's pretty much building zoos yeah. i love uh animals and zoos and stuff like that that's why i like it's the spill was on my short because i love that sort of stuff yeah and so in fact we have a new puppy in the house because i love animals speaking so much. of the spill <laughs> yeah so uh ark nova is my number one hey, anticipated NPC game Aaron. so i really want to look forward to getting this played and yeah. how's
0: it going npc Aaron? i i completely agree i i, I do want to try this as well the the one I took off my list from earlier, um, when I realized I had nine instead of the, the eight, was Final Girl. And I'm surprised you didn't have that on your list. Um, for me, I want to get Final Girl. Uh, it is anticipated
1: for me. But the fact that it's been out, and so it's series two that's coming out this year. Final Girl came out last year. So oh, it okay. didn't make my
0: list. Gotcha.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's so, fair. But I will be able to get all of it in one go, but yeah, it didn't make my list for that reason, because it's, it's like, oh, this is just the series 2, the sequel to it, yeah. pretty much. I'm just going to get it all together. Yeah, Yeah, most certainly.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, out of all of mine, let's look. How many... Mo- I had one euro for sure. I have uh, one euro. Checking through history is pretty thematic. Goofy movie, I know, is going to be thematic. Unlocks are thematic, and The Spill is thematic. Very. And technically, kites is, is the <laughs> but I really only had like two or three euros. Honestly, kites would have made my list if I
1: had remembered it. Yeah, uh, it just—I didn't have the time to go through everything, right. and uh, especially like what we went through Gamma. But kites was really good. Stressful. Yeah, and but once really again, good. like
0: I said, I'm not conceited enough to plug matches on this. Yeah, no, 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 we're not going to no talk
1: about matches until it goes on the Kickstarter. Right, exactly, I, yeah.
0: so I'll spare that. Spare Sometime at
1: the end of this month, maybe early May, we'll
0: see. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it looks, and and I can appreciate light games. I mean, earlier, <laughs> when we were talking about what we've been playing lately, I talked about Hedgehog Roll. So, stick with us, on NPC. As he beats up his microphone. I apologize to all the audio viewers <laughs> in advance. Stick around with us, we'll chat with, with you more. But uh, we definitely want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you ever want to join us uh, like our friends Creative Chaos or NPC Aaron on one of our live episodes, subscribe to us and follow us on twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames so you can get notified when we come online. It's yelling at me. And remember, you need to accept your license
1: agreement. (laughs) You can also find us all video re-uploads on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020. Uh, If you like what what you see here, you can do three things for us. You can like the video. You can subscribe if you are not, and you can comment down below and tell us what you think, as well as all video podcast or all audio versions of podcasts can be found on most video uh, podcast platforms. I don't know why I want to keep saying video. This is, um, you can find us on Podbean, uh, Google's, uh, Google Podcast, Spotify. Spotify,
0: and Amazon Music. Yeah. And if you ever want to reach out to us directly and say hello, maybe give us ideas for future episodes, or possibly keep in contact with us in case we do another contest. (laughs) Wink, wink. wink, wink. uh, Hopefully sometime soon. Then please do so by emailing us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. Remember, even though we're in 2020, 2020 is our email.
1: Yes, 2020 is because that's when we started the podcast. Uh, You can also get in contact with us on our official Twitter account at EBG Podcast.
0: All right. So we want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Everyday Board Game Podcast. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.